Welcome to The Spun Chunks, episode number 14 for Monday, November 5th, 2018. My name is Joel Duggan, and joining me as always is my friend Johnny. You may recognize him as Pixel Riffs now that he communicates in 1080p at 60 frames a second. Johnny, if you can slow down and say hello to everybody. Hello from a computer that actually belongs in the year 2018. I I finally got my new PC, as people who have seen my channel will know. Uh, I got the wrong PC first, which is a funny story, which I'll I'll spare you in this <laughs> in this occasion. But uh, yes, now I finally have the right one, and it's uh, it's it's a breeze. We are we are recording on full cylinders here. My PC is barely breaking a sweat. Not that it would for audio uh, recordings, but for video stuff, it's it's an absolute dream. It's nice when you get a new machine that actually does the things that you want to do, especially yes. when it's. When it's not even like frivolous, like you're not just buying it to play the latest, you know, Call of Duty or you know, <laughs> Overwatch or whatever. I mean, granted, you play a lot of Minecraft, but like the the things that you do in your day to day, whether it's podcasting, whether it's video production, whether yeah. it's you know, playing and recording Minecraft videos, the Hermitcraft recap, like a lot of this is work related, and it's just so nice when you can get a machine that allows you to do those things really, really well. Uh, I I find that we get so stuck in our ways that we forget that sometimes after four years five years computers can get really dated mm -hmm. and uh i i did the same thing last year i went from a 2009 macbook pro to a 2017 imac uh like a world of difference yeah world of difference yeah you know even just checking your email you're like oh this doesn't take <laughs> 10 minutes anymore I, that's good to know i think the biggest change for me right now is the startup time because on my old PC, it was taking like a couple of minutes to boot up, not just to the desktop, but to have like, you know, all of the the programs and stuff that would open on launch. Like I would always have Discord open up automatically. And I, I disabled a lot of programs that had like, you know, do you want us to open this when you start up your computer? Because I was like, no, it disables my computer for about five minutes. I can't even open the internet and look at a web page because it's still loading stuff in the background. But with mm -hmm. this, because it's got an SSD you know, system drive in it, it will load up within five seconds to the desktop. And then it, I can use it while it's loading stuff in the background because it's got more processing yeah. power. And there's, there's just some stuff that I imagine other people have taken for, for granted for a while, but my old PC was one I built on a budget four years ago. It was not doing all that well. And just the difference is absolutely, it's night and day. And it's 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 glorious. <laughs> I'm I'm just just enjoying the the extra time. I feel like I'm getting back now. I'm saving like probably you know ten minutes out of my day that would have been spent turning on and off my PC. Nice. Now, how does Minecraft look? Minecraft actually looks much the same as ever, <laughs> but the the um <laughs> the the visual side of things obviously is relatively unchanged. But it's nice to be able to play in 1080p full screen. I'm getting frame rates of, you know, in the 400, 500 range, even on servers where there's stuff already built. If I open up a brand new world, I get more like 700 FPS. If I look directly at the ground, I think it went up to about 850 at one point. So I'm getting a lot of FPS. I, I can run shaders now with probably 120 FPS, like wow. walking around See, on a that, server. And that's the thing, like for people that don't realize, your eye can't really grasp much more than 60. Yeah, yeah, 60 is generally Anything beyond speaking, that is the, just a the, waste of The hardware. threshold of like how when, yeah. when things start to look really smooth beyond that, it's just, you know, yeah. as if it was natural motion. Yeah, I think the difference is like when you're playing around doing something normal and you're getting into the hundreds of FPS, it means that if you were on 
an extraordinarily laggy server, like say you're on Hermitcraft or something like that. Sta you standing probably... in the middle of a redstone contraption built by yeah, Tango go, or Mumbo go, or somebody. Yeah. Mumbo or something like that. Go visit Mumbo's base while he's unloading his his um <laughs> his storage system, yes. and you'd be okay. Yeah, you know, like you wouldn't you wouldn't have a huge. You'd be getting cut. like a slideshow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I, I I get I get pretty consistently sixty frames a second on my. Mm -hmm. on my mac but i don't know any number that would show up above that because i'm pretty sure in my minecraft settings i've capped it i said like no yeah, don't you've, give me you've locked it at a certain point yeah and i find yeah. that if you uncap the frame rate on some games minecraft is particularly guilty of this there's a kind of like electrical buzzing sound that happens when it's just kind oh. of like your graphics card is unleashed and it's doing whatever it wants in my headphones i start to get this really tinny kind of ringing noise that's like just on the threshold of hearing but it becomes really distracting mm. for me so i cap it at like 200 or so anyway just for the sake of having a cap on it so it doesn't make that noise but i think yeah whenever the monitor is displaying a large amount of white say i'm looking up at the sky and there are clouds in it or i'm looking oh, yeah. at like the side of my cruise ship uh, for some reason, white seems to be the thing that triggers it the most. Maybe it's having to output the most sort of luminosity to the monitor uh, or something. But yeah, for some reason, that seems to trigger this kind of noise yeah. in, the, in the background. What what, uh, what hertz are you running your monitor at? Uh, it's 144. 144. Yeah, so I, I I don't know. There's there's probably some kind of technical explanation for it, but we we won't go yeah. into that because no, well, this is not the yeah, time. Well, no, the place, it's but. it's no, it's the re it's the resonance of of the it, colors and especially digital colors have a frequency, and it, it's not used in that inaccurately. Is that there actually is a noise to it? It's just that most of the time you can't hear it. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I uh, before my uh, old Sony television died, any kind of white screen you know like whether it was yeah. a, a a part of a movie or something like that and uh you could hear it you could hear you the kind tv of buzz kind of like kind of, yeah. buzz a little bit yeah. and and uh, it's it's just one of those things that you know if you've got a loud enough sound system you don't hear it because your your low frequencies would overpower it but if you're just listening to the television uh which doesn't necessarily have the best speakers in it then then you might you might catch it but um so now that you have all this power what have you been doing in minecraft this week uh well this week i went away for a friend's uh, wedding over the weekend so i've not had a huge amount of time to play minecraft normally when i when i would um we did a stream on thursday or friday no we did it on friday because thursday i was actually setting up this whole thing um but yeah i did a stream on friday just to test minecraft streaming out uh we built some lifeboats on the side of my cruise ship and then i managed to get an episode together on the on the day i set up the computer for for decidedly vanilla and i built a post office the post office is uh at the spawn kind of central site and it's going to be set up in much the same way as I've seen Mumbo Jumbo and Grian doing on Hermitcraft. I actually got the idea from Mumbo's comments before he did it in the game himself, uh, where you've got a series of colored beacons which uh, activate when somebody has mail. So it's just a simple comparator circuit linked up to a chest. And right. anytime somebody puts something in there, a block slides away from above that chest and a beacon beam will actually shoot through a chest because it's a transparent block. So right. basically anytime there's like a red beacon is on there, then you know that whoever corresponds to that red color uh, has mail. So I think there are about 16 active members of the server right now. Like we're at the point where we're all logging on like a few times a week. It's not nearly as intense activity as it was at the beginning of the server. But right. um, yeah, we have enough. We have few enough people playing actively right now that we can probably just do the 16 color range and we don't have to go into like mixed colors, which is something you can do with multiplicity layers of glass in a beacon um but yeah say so I, well, I i forgot about that you, so you could have if you wanted to have like a different color purple you could put like 
purple glass and then blue glass and you'd get a different color yeah i believe that still works um it doesn't it, you have to kind of stack them as low as possible so that the entirety of the beacon will look different but it does actually shift the the hue if you add in like and you can add in a glass pane as well with it just being kind of a single cylinder it it gets yes. concealed inside the beacon beam so you can yeah you can no, have kind of that. like a you can have like a rainbow sort of thing going up if you want to um oh, and, it, and it's like dying I'm... armor where you if you add a different color it just kind of blends the two of them Oh, neat. Because because uh, I, I knew you could change the color of beacons. We've done it with some of ours around the meadows where I put a purple, like the beacon that just happens to be by the main nether portal, I put a purple piece of glass over it. So it, it's, you know, if you want to find the, ne the nether portal, if you're new to the server, you just go to the purple beacon. Sure, yeah. You know, and the other beacons I think are pretty much neutral, except for I think one I had changed to green at one point. But um, that I did not know you could... I did not know you could tweak them in between the 16 main colors in Minecraft. That's interesting yeah. because a lot of times when you put a a stained glass color over the beacon, we'll say, for example, um, the greens, neither one of them are particularly attractive greens sure. when you blast it through a beacon. Yeah. Uh, so if you could tone it down a little bit, like put the, the lime green in there and then maybe darken it just a little bit so it's not like... A lightsaber <laughs> yeah 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 and then, you can you can, then, yeah, you can definitely do that you can add black to it if you want to you can add white if you want to lighten it yeah like it, oh, it all cool. it all works that way so in in the I event know what i'm doing that, this week <laughs> yeah in in the event that we have anybody else join the server or, or like basically everybody comes back and we have more than 16 people playing then we right. can we can customize the colors or people can customize them as they see fit to you know whatever their their branding is like mine's definitely going to be blue because like right. my whole channel kind of has that blue branding on it and yeah, I think I think that's it's a pretty good system. It's not the kind of thing that you could put on a server like right at the beginning, which is when everybody would be active and probably use a post office the most, but because it does require you right. to fight 16 withers. But it's still, yeah, it's a fun system. And I feel like I'll probably end up using that in future as well if I have the opportunity to. Yeah, I feel like you'd have to get to at least a point where the end is open and somebody's got a wither farm, like a wither skeleton farm. Yeah. Because then you could use that. And I, I was an exploit, but you could... Uh, use the wither squisher um, technique where you put you build the wither underneath the main the bedrock the exit portal, portal. Yeah, yeah. yeah the the bedrock bedrock exit portal because that's the one spot where you know it's always going to be whereas I think those those places are still available in 1.13 but the locations of them have changed yeah and sometimes uh, in it, the it, nether sometimes the bedrock positioning is a little bit awkward I know impulse uh, on hermitcraft has made a a wither tree farm uh yes. using one of those locations but again like it's got bedrocks kind of halfway through it on a different side as well and yeah it's it's a little bit awkward and and besides that i mean you've, you've got to have like at least a stable iron farm or a gold farm so that you can get the resource blocks required to make a beacon actually function because at, at the yes. very least you need a three by three of iron blocks down there just to make it work and that's a lot of iron in the early games so yeah having, yeah, having an iron farm is definitely a must that's as well true I find iron farms are like for, for a moderate server, especially early days. The only real pain about iron farms is just getting all the villagers yeah, in place. Definitely, like it just, it's just a, it's just a time sink, and really, you only need a few, and then you can kind of breed them up manually in their pens. Yeah, but getting getting a small iron farm going um early on is not too too difficult i i've they're ugly like it's hard to do one early and have it look good yeah. <laughs> you just kind of have to say like nope this is going to be this is going to be solid gold poop for now <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah i guess the trees would also be an issue but like if you've got a server where you're just like okay folks we're just going to clear cut this area you know and you'll eventually have enough yeah 
uh, I think, to do all that kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, I actually, uh, what I've been doing in Minecraft ties directly into our, our main news discussion. And that has been um, messing around in, in Snapshot. I, um, I don't normally do that because... I don't have a lot of time to play Minecraft, and when I do, I usually jump on the Citadel and try to do something there, uh, even if it's off camera, like if I'm just mining or, you know, kind of messing around some things on the server to test some stuff out, you know, scouting locations for builds, that sort of stuff. But uh, I actually spent a little bit of time in uh, a world that I specifically have made now, a single-player world for snapshots. So right. I'm just going to update this world as the snapshots come out and just, if there's nothing precious in it. There's just, yeah. you know, stacks of blocks. If, and if something if something goes wrong, you're not going to, like, weep for it because it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the that led me into this uh, rabbit hole of, of textures. And so I've been exploring the... I did kind of a deep dive uh, on the textures where not just in game, but like also getting into the folders for uh, 43C and 44A, mm -hmm. uh, as well as uh, just on Saturday, I think they released uh, the new the new um, textures for yeah, download the, of the texture pack. The version 3.1 as well. So 3.1, yeah. One. And they've changed in each one of those in 43C in 44A. And I think 44A and 3.1 are very, very similar. But even then, there are still some differences. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I find it so interesting that things are changing week to week. And I'm wondering now if we're going to be able to see those week to week changes in the snapshots. Yeah, it's, um, it's becoming but, a bit of a juggling act, though, with like all of these texture changes and like keeping up with it all. It, it has been. It has been. And, and so that's why I wanted to kind of dive in and see if I can't... Um, solidify and and try and move some things around with my own textures and s sort of simplify things because i think i think right now all of my texture changes that i've put on my side a lot of them are just quality of life you know things like 3d vines and 3d rails and i, I do have a black nether brick you know texture but mm -hmm. like a lot of it is just really inconsequential stuff um but i find my texture my resource pack menu is cumbersome i need to compress it down to like okay i've made the decisions on some things that i like and i want to keep i need to kind of compress them all into one texture pack yeah sure. like, you know joel joel's changes and then just have this other thing kind of move in and out um but i've decided um just from a personal standpoint uh that i'm going to continue to play with the the new textures because it allows me to kind of I guess learn a little bit more about pixel art and and kind of dive in, in in that way. So really, some of my Minecraft time this week has been spent in Photoshop, kind of looking at the changes and really seeing, like comparing version two to version three and seeing what's been going on. And it's been eye opening. It's been really really interesting. So uh, I guess before we get into really talking about the news, I do want to mention one thing at the top of the show, and that is to send a big shout out and thank you to all of our patrons. Uh, it is technically uh, Patreon Day. Uh, November 1st would be really Patreon Day, but it's uh, we record this weekly, so we're a few days late. Uh, but for those of you that aren't familiar, that's the day that basically Pixel Riffs and I get paid. Uh, that's when Patreon charges all of the lovely, lovely people that are supporting us on uh, the Spawn Chunks. And uh, it was a huge month of October. Uh, <laughs> it really we, was. It really we was. We more than doubled, I think, in our, in our patrons. I think so, uh, yeah. So, I just wanted to give a quick shout out. We'll talk about Patreon again at the end of the show, but I just think it's fantastic. Welcome to everybody. I think we've been able to say hello to everybody in the Discord, but welcome on board. Uh, thanks for supporting the show and and thanks for helping us make it happen. It's it's uh, it's really heartwarming to see 
this many people getting something out of the spawn chunks. And it's been a pleasure to do this every Monday too. Like this has become one of the highlights of my week, I think. And it's, I agree. it's thanks yeah. to everybody in the community who's been supporting the show and spreading the word about it. And, you know, writing iTunes reviews and sending us emails and stuff like every every part of that has contributed to making this like a really pleasant experience more than just, yes. you know, we get to make a show about Minecraft and talk about the stuff we love. It's suddenly we have this community that's invested in what we do and provide stuff that we can think about. And like we've had some really great discussion topics come from the discord itself. So to everybody yes. who's participated in that and supported us financially, of course, because that's always a, a huge bonus. Um, thank you so much. We, we really appreciate appreciate you so minecraft snapshot 18w44a was released on wednesday of last week mm -hmm. uh, i don't know if we're getting a new one in the next couple of days but uh safe to say we we might um i downloaded it and jumped in almost immediately uh, i don't know about you i was but... still waiting for my pc to arrive on wednesday oh, that's so right. yeah that's right. I, you didn't have time I, I could i could have done it on my laptop if i really wanted to and i saw mm. the stuff coming coming out of it and from what i could tell the main change was these new blocks and so i thought i will hold off on those because they didn't have any kind of functionality and still don't presumably mm -hmm. if we get a snapshot this week we might see some of that start to emerge but I, be nice. I got the community's impression on them before I was able to form my own. I think now I've actually had a chance to jump in and take a look. I did that towards the end of Friday's stream. Uh, but I think at the time I was still kind of like overwhelmed by the fact that I had this new PC and everything was working really great. So I, I haven't really spent too much quality time with this yet. But I've, I've, I've done enough to form my initial opinion. And then once the functionality starts to creep in, I'll probably have a lot more to say. But for now, I think we need to let's let's break these down sort of item by item. Sure. Well, I think the easiest thing just for, for people that aren't familiar, I mean, you can go to uh, the the uh, snapshot article and they'll list the new blocks there in the article. But for those listening, it is a barrel, a smoker, a blast furnace, a cartography table, fletching table, grindstone, stone cutter, smithing table and a bell an lectern. The lectern we talked a little bit about uh, last week or yeah, the week before. That was the one we saw uh, the most of on Twitter before any of yeah. this other stuff started to appear. Yeah, this was just kind of like, hey, these here are like, what, eight, ten new blocks ten, that we've yeah. said nothing about. <laughs> yes. Nothing, not even at Minecon did they mention these new blocks. Uh, and then they put them in the game with no clue as to the functionality, which I find frustrating. Yes, yes. Uh, I I have my theories about this, and these are theories that I've seen pop up about uh, around the community as well. And that's mm -hmm. the the best I can guess. Each of these new blocks, I'm. Do, are we calling them crafting stations yet? Like that that's the implication, sure. But obviously, until very yeah, until we Most see any kind of functionality, be. like these functional blocks. Um, they, they seem to be tied to a specific villager profession. Some of these are more obvious than others, but if you okay. run down the list of stuff that we've got here, each of them seems to correspond roughly with one of the existing village professions. And they did mention that they weren't really planning to add any more village professions than what they've already got. They were just going to make the villager AI a little different in this forthcoming update, and they were going to have more routines and more stuff that was related to their professions. So now I right. think we're seeing the physical manifestation of that and maybe see if these blocks appear, maybe they will appear in villages and maybe there'll be something that villagers of those professions congregate around or are seen using throughout their daily routine. Right, as if, um, as if they need a certain block to return to 
Yeah. In 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 their routines. Oh, that's interesting. And, I never thought about them as like a home base for the profession. And, and that and that could be interesting for the purposes of building custom villages as well, because if a say a blacksmith is drawn to either the smithing table or the blast furnace or the grindstone even, then that could potentially allow you to assign a blacksmith in a, a custom village you've made yourself to a house that they would return to instead of the situation right. you have right now where villagers just kind of go into whatever house is closest. Whatever house is closest. Encouraging oh, the villagers yeah. to actually like take ownership of a space. Live in a space. Yeah. That's cool. I, I like that. Like I like being able to to control that and do that that little bit of RP. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to draw a couple of comparisons with Terraria in this, specifically because of one of the crafting stations or whatever they are, uh, the Grindstone. Um, there is a very similar looking item in Terraria, which is a sharpening station that is effectively a Grindstone. It gives you a, a 10 minute buff to your attack when you click on it. So any melee attacks you do, it's effectively like you've just sharpened up your sword, although it, right. wor it works for, for anything. But... Um, the way Terraria NPCs work is that there are a bunch of NPCs. Uh, there's like a, a guide that you start out with, but then you get kind of a demolitions expert who will sell you explosives. There's an angler who teaches you how to fish and gives you fishing quests. There's a dye trader who sells you paint in exchange for rare flowers and stuff like that. Um, and in Terraria, you can actually assign houses to each of these individual NPCs. Once they turn up at wherever you're building your base, they tend to turn up once you've built more kind of houses that could potentially be, you know, a, a safe location for them in case, you know, monsters and stuff start mm. to attack. You can actually move the icons for these villagers around and then they will automatically default to returning to that house during the night when zombies and stuff come out. There is nothing like that in Minecraft yet. So I'm thinking maybe if these can be like anchor points for the Minecraft villagers, then that's going to allow us greater control over how each of these villagers kind of finds their home in the village. Mm. So that's that was my, my theory about it. Um, but yeah, as for the actual purposes of these, there are some that are more obvious than others. Let's take the cartography table as an example. Evidently, that relates to the cartographer villager, so that might be something that they, they can trade right. you supplies for. But are we now and, not and then going to be able to make maps in a crafting table? Are we going to have to find or craft a cartography table ourselves to make anything map related? So here's the thing that I I want to, because I, I know that people are talking about the splitting of crafting across different, different tables and different blocks, meaning like you have to go to a certain block to craft a certain thing, you know, yeah. like a smithing table would be where you make your weapons, whereas you can't make weapons in a crafting bench. Yeah. I've got a funny feeling that it may not be because of how how in-depth things seem to be going with Minecraft. I'm wondering if it's not going to necessarily replace the crafting bench, but it's going to be something for next level for extending endgame. That that would uh, that would be my hope at least. I really hope yeah. it, it doesn't become like you've got to make a smithing table before you can make a wooden sword or even an iron sword, I suppose, like a couple of steps mm -hmm. up the tech tree. I would really mm -hmm. like it, it would be be a very strange shift for me if suddenly basic things like you know being able to cook fish weren't possible until you had a smoker or a campfire if the campfires are going to be maybe another another kind of crafting solution like any of these yeah. blocks might turn out to be so what i'm thinking is from some of the ways that these blocks look and i have to say that they all look very good i'm i'm quite impressed with 
how new yet classic Minecraft things like the black the blast furnace and mm. the cartography table. I mean, the cartography table, the fletching table, and the smithing table are all just variations of the crafting bench. Yeah. Is yeah. it a crafting table or crafting bench? Uh, I think it's crafting table. I feel like the, the, it, it's been known as a workbench originally. And yeah, I think uh, various people, depending on who you watch, like whoever started like an, in the early days of Minecraft, however, like, yeah, yeah they, they've kind of got that name for it embedded in their head. Like I still call terracotta hardened clay half of the time, even though technically yes, the game yeah, is terracotta. I, I you know? catch some of the, the longer longer playing um, hermits doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, the these those those blocks are just variations of the crafting um crafting table and it's very easy to see like the smithing table has got um calipers like like the really heavy duty calipers mm -hmm. it's got a hammer um i don't remember i think the crafting table has got like a saw and maybe a small hammer and it looks like a pair um, of scissors or kind of tongs to hold yeah, something with on the side yeah there's, stuff. there's stuff like fletching that. table yeah fletching table's got arrows uh it's got bows and feathers the uh, cartography table it's got a map across the top of it it's got a compass little calipers little like distance calculating calipers yeah, yeah. uh and a um, telescope on on the side and so what i'm thinking i think that you're still going to be able to craft a map in a um a regular a crafting, crafting table. table. Regular yep. crafting table. Same way you always have. The only way to view that map would be to put it in an item frame on a wall. Yeah. How cool would it be if you were able to put that map into a cartography table and then view it like full screen? Yeah. Like use the cartography table to then maybe mark something on the map. Like waypoints um, or something like that. Yeah. Waypoints be something, be very specific. Maybe a cartography table is how you craft your own treasure maps. Like if you wanted to make make one for, for inter-server play, you know, right, if you yeah. wanted for, to bear, for, bear your own treasure. For somebody else. That's, that's interesting yeah. actually, because the treasure map functionality is one of those things that it would be great if you could produce stuff like that for other players, but it's all randomly generated by Minecraft seeds so for, yeah for yeah, now you know yeah. but but if you were able to, to mark something as like you know this is buried treasure this is where it is here's the map and then when you complete the process what you get is one of those maps that's like all grayed out like it's got that sepia tone on yes, it yes yes and then if you give it to somebody else when they start to use it they will start to uncover you know and find out where exactly it is where you the person that buried it know exactly where it is uh so again that would be some excellent mini games and very um accessible i guess is yeah. the right word for I, it i like uh, i like that idea so much i really want them to do that now and i'll be very disappointed if they don't <laughs> <laughs> sorry not sorry mojang mm. uh and so stuff like that i think is is interesting fletching table i really don't know uh it could be i mean we've got a new we've got the crossbow we've got the bow and arrow now like the, i feel like there could be some ways to either that's how you enchant them uh, for, for example enchanting a bow and arrow on an anvil doesn't make a lot of sense yeah yeah that's, that's right it's true you, you, you wouldn't it, just bash the enchantment into it with a hammer because a bow right. is going to break very easily if you do that yeah exactly so i so in in some ways i can kind of see it now is it sort of annoying that you now have two or three or four different places to enchant things maybe yeah yeah that's, uh, that's the it's, it's going to be a fine line for them to walk if that's what we're seeing here is the, the dividing yeah. up of existing functionality over specialized crafting stations yeah, and so that's that's where I don't really know. So some of the things like the stone cutter and the smithing uh, and the smithing table, it's a little bit sketchier because I can't see how they're going to add any functionality that doesn't take functionality away from the crafting table. So for example, stone cutter, maybe that's how you make the cut slash chiseled versions of stones. Mm -hmm. Currently, you have to stack two slabs on top of each other in a crafting table to do it, which 
doesn't make sense, but there's also no gravity in Minecraft. So like, <laughs> for, yeah. forget about sense, right? Yeah. It's just, it's one of those things where like, yeah, you once you know the recipe, you don't necessarily have to say like, yes, that recipe makes sense. It's more like, well, that's how I make that thing. And it's nice that I can make that thing anywhere as long as I have uh, the, the crafting bench, crafting table on me, or I can make a crafting table that I can make this thing. Uh, so I don't know about things like the stone cutter, uh, unless they're going to be adding new textures that we don't know about yet. Yeah. Uh, unless it's a way to, yeah, like, I, again, like I can't really think of any other thing that it would do other than essentially just, you know, do something you can already do in the game. It's funny because the stone cutter uh, actually used to be in Minecraft Pocket Edition. Uh, be- okay. Before the kind of expansion into Minecraft Bedrock, and uh, they-, they used to have a very different crafting system, and I think the stone cutter was the only way you could get things like stone brick and chiseled stone, and that was mm-hmm. functionality that was unique to Minecraft Pocket Edition, which they then did away with to bring it more in line with Java. And now the stone cutter is being put back in the game. It looks very different. Uh, it's got kind of a model sort of thing with a circular saw instead of, I think before it was just kind of like a block with almost like a window, almost like a rock tumbler kind of aesthetic. I yeah, think okay. I, I'm, th- I'm thinking off the top of my head here and I never played pocket edition when this was around. So forgive me if I'm getting this wrong folks at home, but it was definitely an entity in Minecraft pocket edition, which is now seeing a return perhaps for different functionality we have yet mm. to see. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm mostly interested. I really do hope that it, this doesn't signify you know, a breaking up of crafting into these different things. I really want each of these things to have a purpose that adds something new for this version of the game, mm-hmm. for, for this new update, instead of taking what we already have and just splitting it up. So like the, fletch- yes. the fletching table you brought up, you weren't really sure how that could work. I was thinking of that almost in terms of how the loom has made banner crafting easier in terms of not requiring as many resources and having patterns that it can follow. I was thinking maybe the fletching table might be a better way of making things like tipped arrows, which right now require a lingering potion of whatever potion effect you want to apply and, you know, surround that with arrows in a crafting table. And I feel those are not only a little bit cumbersome to craft because by that time you have to have dragon's breath and so forth, but it's also a waste of those potions. And I feel like people don't ever use tipped arrows at all. So I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if the fletching table might see that mechanic coming into play, but maybe there's like, it fills up like almost almost like an inkwell on a, on a desk or something. You can fill it up with a certain type of potion and then you can make as many arrows as you want from that before it, you know, runs out and you have to replace it with another or, you know, just, just something that will make tipped arrows a little bit more accessible and a little bit easier to to use in kind of open gameplay. Because, yeah, right yeah. now I, I feel like the only time you see tipped arrows come into play is when people are sort of experimenting with stuff and, and just kind of mucking about. Like I was doing this with the arrows of slow falling, trying to see if I could juggle one of my server mates and keep them up in the air. Uh, which right. which didn't work sadly but i like the concept and i really wish that it could happen in some yeah. form or um occasionally like arrows of harming or poison are useful but the rest of them are kind of useless mm-hmm. you don't want an arrow of water breathing or night vision for anything in particular and even the glowing arrows anything that you would shoot with an arrow that wouldn't you know die pretty quickly after getting shot with an arrow a couple of times with that glowing effect it's only really useful for pvp because the dragon yeah. and the wither the two things that would probably stand up to a couple of bow shots don't get the glowing effect it doesn't yeah. it doesn't work on them so i'm kind of going what's yeah. the, the point of that there was the point of that uh it's something that just popped into my head especially for tipped arrows in early game pvp we have what 10 new um suspicious stews 
yes that have yeah. poisonous effects like maybe that's how you tip arrows like maybe it's no longer going to be potions maybe maybe you can just because they would be much cheaper to craft yes with the with know, the, the flowers just, and everything yeah yeah you know and, and it would kind of go in terms of like you know herbalism and you know how that kind of stuff would technically work you know and and, and i want to say real world people don't really use poison to barrels right now but <laughs> not you know, so like, much i but i can see i see some of the things that they're doing as a way of expanding the gameplay because really right now the race is you start a new world and basically if you if you don't want to be dragging your feet if you don't enjoy the grind then people just race right to end game because there's slow and then there's efficient there's nothing in between and I'm wondering if some of these blocks are going to provide some things. For example, the smoker. Uh, I think your furnace is still going to be able to cook your chicken. I'm wondering if the smoker is going to be able to cook your chicken faster. Mm, yeah. So early game food, it's it's it sucks. Like I mean, it's it's really hard to get enough quick enough you're very often you're sitting there like all right well i've got this stack of chicken cooking i'm gonna go get a cup of coffee <laughs> because yeah. i want to wait till this is done before i go exploring so if a smoker is doing it faster it's just going to make the game more fun more efficient it's going to have a cost to it it's probably going to be more expensive to make than a regular furnace but that's fine with me like if it gives you that kind of that that ability to then put it in put the, the the meat in something else i had some time to mess around with these blocks in game and why they do, while they don't have a ui you can hook hoppers up to them and items that you would think would go in them do and items that you would not think would go in them do not so you can't put ore or metal in a smoker but chicken and rabbits and stuff like that go straight in just fine that's very interesting because uh, if, yeah, if they don't so, have any way of interacting with them, but you still know what goes into them, I hadn't even thought of like running a hopper into one and just seeing what goes in. That's, yeah, that's, I can't, that's pretty clever. I can't claim. I can't. Well, I can't claim one hundred percent. I I saw Cub Van do it, and I wanted to test it out for myself. I think mm. I saw it in a screenshot. So for me, it was, it was just like, all right, well, I'll go through and see what's going on. And it's the same idea, you know, like it's the top for the item to be smelted. It's the side for the fuel, and the output comes out the bottom. Sure, sure. But, but you have no idea what the actual um, uh, interface looks like. Yeah. Uh, so now in testing, I didn't really have a good way to test it scientifically, but anecdotally. There, it's the same speed. I had a furnace going and I had some of these new blocks going and they were all just doing stuff at the same rate. Yeah. So that functionality is not yet in there if they're going to change it at all. Um, but I would think something like a blast furnace, how much nicer would it be if the blast furnace, while more expensive, maybe it caught, maybe you make it out of iron instead of stone. Yeah. Um, it, it then would smelt ores faster or smelt you know, whatever it is faster than a regular furnace. Mm -hmm, for sure. Whether yeah. that's smelting speed or maybe it smelts two stacks at once. You know, maybe it has two inputs as opposed to as opposed to one. Absolutely. I, I don't know. Yeah. But I that would be a way to not remove that function from a furnace, but then have a specific uh, unit. So similar to the crafting table being able to do everything, but other things being able to do it better. I think the blast furnace might be able to do all the things a furnace can do, but then sorry reverse the the furnace can still do all the things it should but a blast furnace and a smoker would be able to separate food from from minerals and ores and stones and things and be able to kind of go about it that way it would certainly uh, be nice if that, if, if that stuff like branches out further into the game so yeah like it's, it's more end game crafting than it is like required early game crafting that yeah that at exactly. least feels feels better to me and it's definitely yeah. one of the the first things that happens when people make kind of quality of life mods 
um, and, and not necessarily vanilla plus kind of things, but like tech mods like, uh, say, industrial craft or um, thermal expansion or anything like that. One of the first things that people want to do is create a faster furnace because they're tired of waiting mm-hmm. for their iron to smelt and you need a lot of yep. those materials in order to make more complicated crafting ingredients for for those mods. So, yeah, I, I find that, yeah, the, the, the blast furnace idea being faster smelting or you know, double smelting, maybe even getting more materials out of a single block of ore, that kind of thing, like ore duplication yep. is another really desirable thing that happens in modding a lot. So there's there's a lot of, you know, opportunities for functionality there. Then yeah. I don't I don't necessarily see them increasing the output from a single ore block, but I do see them increasing speed because I think one of the things is like people are like, oh, redstone is so laggy. And I can only imagine that Moyang is like, well, you're not supposed to have 38 furnaces all running at the same yeah, time yeah, yeah. in the same chunk. Whereas if if you've got a blast furnace that is like twice or three or four times the speed, then you're only going to have to use six of them to have massive output. Yeah. And it, it's going to reduce the, the need or the want from from people to build these ginormous, you know, smelting and redstone contraptions. Not that they're not cool, but I think that there's a there's a performance price that you pay when you're doing something at that large of a scale. It's it's an and, inter- an interesting approach to optimization actually is just give them yeah. something that means they don't have to build such laggy contraptions. <laughs> that's well, that's it, one way of that's doing the thing, it. If, yeah, I mean, if it's if it's gonna if it's something that is spread out over a larger space, because I mean that's one of the things that I find very challenging is like if I want to do something, it's like all right, well, what's the right size redstone contraption for our server, which is like twelve people strong, four of whom play on a regular basis. So I don't need a cactus farm that's eight stories tall. I need literally a quarter of that, you know, because after everybody has their initial two or three stacks of cactus green, they're good for a while. You yeah. know, like it, it's not gonna be something that you need a lot of. So I'm wondering if if something like that, you know, with the blast furnace might be um, might be good. I'm also curious about the smithing table. Now this is completely speculative. There's absolutely no clue as to what this could do, but given how these things seem to remind me of modded, uh, I think we may knock on wood be able to get some new tools. Like I would very much like to have one of those hammers that I see in modded that takes out a three by three area, yes. a three by three by yeah, one, yeah, yeah. or a three by three by three. Sure, make it expensive. That's fine. Six diamonds on the end of a stick. Fine. I, you know, whatever. And the end game when you really want to do those big digs, it's not going to be so expensive. That's going to be out of your wheelhouse. But man, it would be cool to have either upgrades to tools available at the smithing table or just new tools in general. There is a big mallet on the side of that and that smithing table and it just makes me think of of the i think it's called the hammer um, yeah yeah the hammer the hammer is it, in tinker's construct which is pretty that's commonly it. in mod packs yeah yeah and that to me is just like as much as i enjoy the end result of big digs uh even with a beacon and efficiency five like it's it's rough like it, it takes a long time to do stuff like that and i feel like having that capability would be i don't necessarily think it would be it would break the game because i think what you're going to end up seeing is people will still put in the same three hours they did before they'll just have a lot more done yes you'll just see you'll see better cooler builds because people can do more in less time exactly and i, and it, I think that might be better it's much like what you were suggesting would happen with blast furnaces condensing the amount of redstone you have to build it just cuts yes. down on the amount of time you would take to do the same project anyway i mean you see folks yeah. folks again we we always draw back to hermitcraft but it's the series we both watch so it's the the one that we can probably have the most kind of points of reference in like you sure. see you see people hollowing out huge areas of the underground with efficiency pickaxes and beacons and everything like that and you think yeah like they 
they would they would do this regardless of what they had. You're just like opening up their time to be more creative because it's taking them less time to clear out an area if you give them a tool that does a three by three by one kind of hole in the wall. <laughs> so yeah, like I, I can I can see that kind of stuff happening, especially now that they are opening up crafting and and you know perhaps expanding crafting into these individual things and you're right it does feel a lot like modded with all of these new kind of crafting stations we've been so used to having one crafting table one furnace one enchanting mm -hmm. table and that's it for a while and now we're seeing the expansion of that into something that yeah it does feel like a, a weird vanilla mod but we, we said the same stuff about the features in the update aquatic i suppose is that you know for a while coral was one of those things that you always saw in you know, biome bundle and biomes are plenty and stuff. You 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 found kind of coral as a a world like an aesthetic improvement to the world, and now it's available mm. in vanilla Minecraft, and it felt it felt like a mod at the time. So yeah, it's it's interesting to see this stuff pop up in snapshots and see what functionality will be added to it down the line. What do you? And think? I think the I think the efficiency is is already being hinted at. Like, look how much faster you can move items in. 1.13 yeah with how quickly they move in water now like yeah. it's faster than hoppers my my beacon mine that i have in my in my um swamp base which i don't think i've ever even shown on camera um i mean because it's nothing but a big old hole in the ground but i use water streams so i don't have to walk all the way back to my main item elevator but like in, in the time that it takes me to fill up my inventory the chest that i fill up with items or the water stream that i fill up with items is it's done it's all sorted yeah. and put away because mm -hmm. i'm using water not hoppers to move things around what do you think barrels are going to do? I This is where I'm just kind of going with the masses and, and thinking bulk storage. Like I'm thinking that they are going to be more than a chest. A like larger it might chest, be yeah. A double, a double chest at least in the size of, in the size of a single block. Uh, if not more than that. I, I I can't remember what mod it was, but it's one of the mods that Wells Knight has in Nature's Beauty, and they're chests that you put on the wall, and that he has labels on them, and you just click on them, and they give you. You don't necessarily see what's in them because there's no need for inventory because it's just it can only once you put an item in it, that's the only item it can hold. You're thinking of storage drawers. Is that what it is? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's the one for the, so, for the folks at home who will know of it. You're talking about storage drawers. Right. So, so that's my thought on this is that once you assign an item in it and you can probably change it, like it's not like it's once you've got it, once you've got fish in there, all your fish are in one barrel, mm -hmm. um, pardon the pun, <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things where like, you know, you put your cobblestone in it and then you don't have to worry about going in there and looking for something. You just click on it and you know that you're going to get cobble whenever you click on it. Mm -hmm. And, and may, maybe, maybe it doesn't change the label. Maybe, um, Maybe it does graphically. I don't know, but I'm at the very least. I think it's it's going to give you more storage. But then also say like, well, you can store more things in here, but you can only store one kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, again, reducing lag and the need for people to build, you know, towers of chests to hold all of their stone and cobble and diorite that they never use, but they seem to store like me. Um, I feel like that could be it. One thing I do like about it is that it gives you three new textures. Yes. Yeah. You've because got a front it's a directional and a side block. and then the underside of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it and they're all different. Like they're not just like in a lot of ways, like the crafting tables, all the bottoms of those are just they're just oak planks. Like yeah. it's it's a texture you already have in the game. Yeah. Uh the the barrel has got a band on it. So similar to how like the end of a log looks where it's got the bark on the outside, the edge of the barrel, you can see a distinct line around it. 
And then, so the bottom of the barrel is planks, but it has a border. And then the top of the barrel has got a border, but it also has a round texture to it. I mean, obviously it's a square block, but they make it look like the round top of a barrel that's inset, uh, similar to like a, you know, a real barrel that you'd see. Um, yeah. And it's got like a little pound, cork in one part of it. Yeah, and stuff. They, yeah, yeah. They, pound, they pound the top down into it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the side of it has got um, straps. It's got metal straps going around. So very similar to the spruce trapdoor that has like some some support straps on it. It kind of reminds me got... of hay bales as well, where they've got the straps yes. around the sides. Like that, I, I, the, one of the yeah. first things I did when I put that texture down in the world, I just I, I put that block down. I saw the texture. I immediately was like, this is going to pair really well with hay bales. And I put a bunch of them around the outside of a barrel and they, they do suit each other quite well. And I think nice. it, in terms of like the functionality we were talking about, if like a certain villager corresponds with a certain thing, I think barrels might be for farmers. I think it might be someplace that they can actually store the crops they pick instead of just or having fishermen. them in their inventories the whole time. Fishermen the same. Yeah. I, I thought fishermen might be kind of closely related to the smoker because like smoked salmon is like the, and smoked right. fish being quite a common thing. But yeah, yeah I felt like barrels, e either that or maybe just nitwits just have barrels of, I don't know, whatever stuff nitwits have <laughs> just lying around. The nitwit is the <laughs> odd one out here. Like they don't have any kind of occupation. Therefore, I don't know quite what would attract them. Oh my God. Maybe just drop, like, drop, drop an emerald block in a room and see if all the nitwits congregate around. Yeah, you know? maybe that's the bell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, in, in here, nitwits, see, ding, I, ding, yeah. Ding, ding, just, yeah, just have the have, have all the nitwits show up whenever the bell rings. That would be kind of funny. Speaking uh, of the bell, let's let's yeah. talk about that for a minute because it, it occurred to everybody, I think, that this is possibly, you know, if you ring a bell, that's something to do with the pillagers arriving. Like, you can ring the bell as, like, a warning for them turning up. Um, I had a thought, yeah. maybe that encourages all the villagers to run indoors. Like, they hear the bell ring and they all return to their homes. If that yeah. could be kind of tied into pillager raids. Alternatively, because I think the bell probably relates most to the cleric villagers, um, maybe it summons them to church if there's still kind of churches being built in villages, because I know some of the structures are changing, but I assume the cleric will still have somewhere to preach whatever they preach. Uh, or maybe right. there are meetings that the villagers have that like if they hear a bell, they all go to one specific place, like there's a village meeting happening. Mm. That, talk about an easy way to move villagers around yeah no exactly that that could be so cool just have a uh you know s set up a village however you want it to and then if you want them all to go to one place for like an iron farm for example just set, set up a set up a bell next to your minecart track and just watch them all file into minecarts one at a time <laughs> it could certainly yeah. make moving them around a little bit easier and that's another yeah. thing modding does i think in some mods like quark like even quality of life mods they have like villagers you can't like put them on leads because that feels a little bit ethically weird. But if you hold an emerald or an emerald block in your hand, they will follow you around because that's kind of an item they associate with trading in much the same way as you can have animals following you with certain crops. Right. And right. having ways of predicting villager behavior or at least making it a little bit more manipulatable for the player's purposes is an attractive prospect and i think that's something maybe the bell could do again just speculation at this point but yeah. i don't see any kind of functionality a bell could provide to the player in terms of crafting things which is what the other stuff in this seems to do with maybe the exception of the lectern yeah yeah i the the bell um i accidentally when i was messing around with it i was trying to figure out you know different ways you can place these things uh looking at the textures and the bell i accidentally placed it on a hopper and uh -huh. it was the side of a hopper and it's got a different texture. It's got a different model. When you put it on the ground, it has two forks that stick in the ground and the bell is suspended between them. When you have it high enough between two objects, uh, it 
has a horizontal suspension. So it's like a bar mm-hmm. that goes into the side. However, I can't reproduce that in any other way because currently, <clears throat> excuse me, when you break the block underneath the bell, the bell disappears. Yeah, they can't like it, attach it, it, to it, the side of blocks. But they can. Well. That's what they yeah, attach to the yeah. side of hoppers. Like so obviously there's some sort of functionality that's either in there or not in there yet. I'm hoping they remove the 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 fact that it breaks when you break the block underneath it. It's mm. just because I feel like if you wanted to put it somewhere as like in a church tower, having a block directly underneath it is gonna it's not gonna be great aesthetically. I like it's gonna be they will, be they will better still hang from it. the underside of blocks. Like I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I've done that I where like there's that. just a block above it. Does it does it not do that? Maybe I maybe I was putting it one block off the ground and it looked yeah. like it was attached to the block above it, but maybe if you remove the block yeah. below it. I wouldn't. couldn't get the, I couldn't get it to repeat that that um that function the because kind of I was doing the same thing yeah. with the grindstone. Because the grindstone, you can put it on the ground, it faces left or right, like you can have it face like north, south or or uh, or east west. And the grindstone uh, is it great. Like, it looks like a wheel. <laughs> looks like a wheel. Yeah. If you put two of them together, similar how you know when you make a hopper clock get you have to put a hopper down then put a hopper into it then break the hopper and then face them into each other yeah face them into each other you can do that with a grindstone and it looks like um it looks like a giant fastener like it looks like a big if you wanted to have a door that looks like it's always locked you could have like six or eight of these things going up the seam in the door and it would look very secure interesting Uh, it's kind of neat that way yeah uh the other thing about the 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 um a grindstone is that it is not the full width of a block in the east west or north south directions however it is the full height of a block so you can put a stone wall or a fence directly on top of it and it becomes then a unique base for like a lamppost or yeah uh or or a support of a building or something like that it looks a little bit awkward when you put it on top of a stone wall because the forks of the grindstone are wider by a pixel than the wall so yeah, they yeah. attach at a, at it a looks funny a little angle. bit floaty yeah a little bit yeah it looks a little bit floaty but but it, it it wouldn't if the wall was solid but of course the wall when you have more than one wall next to each other they have that little dip in between yes yeah and it really does start to float uh i also messed around with some of the other textures um i think all the new blocks look fantastic um for people that are complaining about not having enough textures for industrial or more kind of like turn of the century builds in terms of like 18th 19th century the blast furnace uh, if it's not too expensive to craft, it has a very cool top and bottom. So as a floor or as a ceiling yeah, tile. Yeah, like a ceiling, some, very... of, some of them look amazing. The stone cutter, I think, is the same. has a really great yes. underside texture. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, the stone cutter you can't use for a floor because, of course, it's a bunch of saw blades in that way. <laughs> yeah, not so great. Uh, I also wish, and this is just a kind of a general note for the new textures and things that they're doing in Minecraft. I really wish that they would do away with the single plane vector models. Uh, the stone cutter blade, vines, sugarcane, ladders, rails, all of that default um, yeah. Minecraft stuff. Everything is all that just if, you, this... if you stand at a certain angle, you can't see it because you're looking down like the flat plane of an object. Yeah. 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 I, I think that that to me dates Minecraft. Mm-hmm. And I don't really think it would be that taxing on a system these days uh, to have vines, uh, ladders, and rails be 3D models. Yeah. I've got i've got little, little resource packs from vanilla tweaks that do that do just that um i'm actually really sad because the new texture for vines is so nice but the vanilla tweaks version of 3d vines doesn't work with it so yeah, yeah. so i i've lost my 3d vines um but but i feel like that stone cutter blade 
as a single pixel really looks weird considering how nice everything else looks <laughs> yeah uh, I, I'm okay with it being a pixel wide. Like I don't, it doesn't have to be razor sharp for my suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. I understand the challenge there is that you want it to be in the center of the block. Yeah, and the block it's has 16, got 16 pixels. pixels. Oh, that's, that's, that's the thing that it hurts about stuff like chiseled stone that like if you put a yeah. fence post in the middle of it, it doesn't just fit into the groove of chiseled stone because it's like a pixel off on one side and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, but that's I, the heartbreaking think, thing about working with even number textures. Yeah. I think the other thing that I would be okay with it, if it was two pixels wide, I'd be, that'd be fine. Yeah. It's a, it's a stone cutter. It's not meant to be like a razor blade. Like I, you know, I, I'd be okay with it being a little bit wider. Alternatively, you could also put it far to the left or far to the right and then have it be a directional block. And then it gives that player that many more options as to whether they want to place it facing North, East, South or West. Yeah, because uh, then you could put it kind of like in its own pixel. It could be pixel wide, but it could be on you know pixel four of sixteen and still mm-hmm. have it look really cool. Yeah, um, I, th- I think. But I can appreciate the, I can appreciate the symmetry too. I think the main reason they're they're not moving away from that kind of flat plane sort of uh, entity uh, is just considering people who have legacy hardware. And it's easy enough for us to say, you know, it, it doesn't make any difference to us. But I remember hearing them talk about changes they made to the Bedrock Edition because some older platforms people playing on like the original kind of ipad 2 and things you know their 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 hardware is so dated but they don't want to completely cut off the current minecraft experience from those players they had to turn bubbles inside of bubble columns into a single kind of like a a flowing water texture style thing instead of being like individual bubble objects and particles yeah because that was too taxing on systems like that so as far as pcs and and you know current mac uh, generations of hardware go it's easy to upgrade and you know the the expense is one thing but it is a little bit easier for you know more complex machines to process that but for parity yeah. of experience with mobile devices and stuff like that you're looking at a huge range of hardware that it has to function more or less the same either yeah. not to give a player a certain advantage or just to make sure that they're having the same experience everybody else is. So, well, give it a toggle. Give yeah. it an option. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, turn, turn, make it default 3D models fact, on or off. I, I think I think there is a toggle for the bubble columns thing. So if that sets a precedent no. for maybe them letting up on yeah. stuff like this in future, then there's there's a possibility of it. I won't I won't deny that. Because hey, your bamboo forest looks awesome, but your sugarcane is going to look real dumb. Yeah, that's the thing. Next it's, to it, right? It's, like, it's looking it, a little dated now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's a small change that I think that would be that would be um, a good way to go. Uh, that's all I have re- to really say about the the new blocks. Uh, <laughs> you say you, you say that's all we do, we've done basically the entire hour. On well, yeah, I know what I mean, but I I don't I don't have anything else. Like I I think we're kind of at the end of speculation until we actually see what's going to happen with these things, which I'm anxious to see. I wish that they. I hope it comes out this week or or even next week. I, I really want to know uh, how they're going to go about. Um, implementing the functionality yeah. of these new blocks yeah i'm the same i i'm i'm anxious i'm hopeful and like we said it, it's nice to know that they have some expansion to the game planned and that stuff like this is now possible thanks to flattening and the whole sort of you know upgrade to minecraft's back-end systems we can have all of this new stuff now i really do hope that it doesn't affect the overall like progression of the game and i, I feel like for a slightly selfish impulse here i don't want to have to teach the first like 10 or 15 episodes of Minecraft Survival Guide oh, over yeah. again because of all of the crafting having been split out, you see. So it, it's yeah. one of those things that tutorials and stuff like that get very dated after a certain point, and that's part of the reason I started making that series in the process, in the, in mm-hmm. the first place. So it would be a shame to have to go back on all of that so soon if crafting breaks out into all of this other stuff. However, if it's more 
end game related or if it's specifically related to villagers i had a thought that maybe some of these crafting stations wouldn't even be you know craftable by the player it wouldn't be something you could make in a crafting table you'd have to go out and find a village that find had it, yeah. these things in them and that would in effect draw players to the new content in the game because you would have to seek out a village and maybe encounter the new village professions and encounter the pillagers and all of the stuff that is headlining this new update and that would effectively, yeah, get players to the content that Mojang wants you to see for this update yeah. before you could even interact with some of the new crafting stations. Now, whether some people might find that limiting, if they don't have structures generating for their worlds, they're never going to encounter that stuff. I don't think that's yeah. the strategy they would end up going with. I think these things will be craftable. But having them appear in villages naturally so you can go out and find them if you want to is still quite an attractive prospect. So, yeah, yeah it will... Even, even if being able to find them and either collect them will then just unlock the recipe so that you can then go back and build it on your own. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's going to be... You can always look the recipe up on the wiki as well, but I, I feel like they're... I, I wouldn't necessarily put it past them, but I understand. I, I know what you mean. Like that would alienate an, a certain portion of their player base. I think from doing that. Mm -hmm, for um, sure. Should we should we move on we, to talking we, about textures? Yeah. Well, what I was thinking is that because we've we've been going for an hour or so, uh, we can certainly mention the textures, but maybe get into a little bit more detail uh, in the post show. Yeah. Because uh, we've also got some listener email that I really want to okay, talk about let's, as well. Let's move on to that then. And yeah, for, yeah. for the uh, well, I mean, bu the bullet version is that the, the new textures that were available in the snapshots uh, are also available as a texture pack. So the last time they updated the textures was January of 2018. That was version two. Version 3.1 is released, as well as an interview with Jappa on Minecraft.net. We'll have the link in the show notes. So for anybody wondering about the new textures, rather than having to go into a snapshot and, and muck around, you can just use that texture pack, drop it in over your existing textures in your current builds and see what your stuff would look like had you built it in the snapshot. I think that, that part I, in particular is crucial. It's it's all very yeah. well just having a snapshot world and doing some stuff with like the temporary builds that you put up there. But I really wanted to see what this looks like on some of the builds on DV. Yeah. And uh, yeah. right now I'm optimistic about it. I'll say that much. I think the, the sand is looking better. I don't really have much to say about much else of it, but... I think some things have been changed for the better with this version 3.1 compared to the one we saw in the snapshot last week. So yeah. I'm hopeful yeah, that I've things got, are sort of back on track now. I've got thoughts and feelings, and and I think that it's going to be too lengthy to get into in the show proper. But hey, what a, what better way to tease the post-show? <laughs> Absolutely. Talk about some textures po po stick around for the post-show, patrons, and enjoy Joel's rant about the new textures. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so chunk mail this week, uh, we have one message. Uh, Johnny, do you want to read this one? Yeah, uh, this is from ChefMan75. Thank you for your email. It says, uh, hey, Pix and Joel. Uh, <laughs> we've cut out a section here. Just We can just read an excerpt of this. Uh, I want to thank both of you. Uh, as a visually impaired filmmaking student who is quite introverted, I have enjoyed the podcast. Hearing opinions from people that, while better builders than I have been playing for a shorter amount of time than I have, has given me something relaxing to listen to after stressful days on set. Keep up the good work, and I hope you both have a spectacular week of mining and crafting ahead of you. Happy Halloween. I thought that this was a fantastic point um, in an email that I have embarrassingly never thought of. Uh, I usually think about podcasts as something that people can listen to while doing something else. Usually that's something visual. I listen to a lot of podcasts while I draw mm -hmm. because I can listen and draw at the same time. I don't often think about podcasts as being an angle of entertainment for someone that's visually impaired. So thanks, Chef Man, for pointing that out. And I think that's fantastic. And I hope that. 
um, our visual descriptions and discussions about new blocks and new textures uh, actually help. Yeah, um, it's it's really great to hear we're providing something that is valuable to you. Uh, I, I've seen more and more people advocate for accessibility in gaming recently, and maybe it's just because I've become more immersed in gaming as a thing. It's kind of what I do, sort of, I, I consider this like a part-time career now. Um, and it's part of why I play Minecraft with subtitles on. It's not that I have any kind of hearing impairment myself, but folks who are hearing impaired and watch my videos or my streams can have a better understanding of what's going on. Um, I, I, you know, I, I have different options for webcam placement when I stream, and I specifically try not to cover up the bottom right-hand side of the screen because that's where the subtitles appear. Um, right. And it makes me happy that I can help everybody enjoy the game a little bit better. You know, regardless of whatever their their specific, you know, visual impairment, hearing impairment, whatever. Like it's it's nice to know that work is being done to make gaming accessible to everybody because it's a wonderful thing. It's just something that is really nice to share with people. And and like ever since I've started producing YouTube videos, it's been all about sharing stuff with other people, sharing stuff in a community. And if that community can be more inclusive, so much the better. Um, and so this mm -hmm. is this has been a very visually driven episode, even if we have done it entirely in an audio medium. Um, and so we're discussing new blocks and talking about textures. I feel like at some point, thinking of the 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 hearing side of things, we should spend an episode talking about the sounds of Minecraft and maybe even a separate episode for yeah. music at some point. Because that sounds fantastic. I think especially with more recent updates, having added sounds to things like beacons didn't used to make a sound and now they do. I remember right. when witches were completely silent and it was the eeriest thing in the world to just have a splash potion appear behind you all of a sudden. But uh, yeah, the witch giggle got added, I think, in about 1.9. Uh, okay. So, so yeah, like there have been significant moves forward in Minecraft sound design recently. And so we should get into that. But that's definitely something for another time. I think we are about to wrap up another episode of The Spawn Chunks. So you can find out more information about the show and links to some of the things we talked about today on thespawnchunks.com. The music for the show was composed by me and The Spawn Chunks is proud to be a listener-supported podcast. As we said at the top of the show, we really appreciate everything our patrons do for us. And if you're getting some value out of the show, why not consider putting some value back in? You can visit patreon.com slash thespawnchunks to join the community of 28 patrons. That's already up three from the the last time we spoke to you and pledging at any level will get you an invite to our patrons only discord chat and get us closer to accomplishing our goals some of which we should be adding to the patreon page this week we needed a few more milestones so we're going to put those up hopefully as the week goes on Sharing the podcast with your friends is the easiest way to support the show. You can find us at The Spawn Chunks on Twitter and Instagram. And why not just share it via email or poking a friend in the arm? Recommendations are still a great way to spread the show around and make it go even farther. You can email the show at thespawnchunks at gmail.com. Subscriptions for The Spawn Chunks are available on iTunes, Google, or Google Podcasts, as well as your favorite podcatcher app. Don't forget we're on Spotify as well. The RSS feed is linked on thespawnchunks.com, and we have a special patron-only RSS feed on the Patreon page. I want to address something quickly. We got a comment on Patreon about the fact that both the Spawn Chunks episode and the extended episode are in the same RSS feed on the Patreon page. Uh, there's no way around that at the moment. Uh, Patreon is 
is adding some functions over the next few weeks. I'm gonna be looking into those to see what we can do. Unfortunately, I don't think there's a way to separate the audio feeds because you'd have to have two separate RSS feeds in the page, and that might just get confusing for people. Uh, so if you have some questions about the patron-only RSS feed and the extended show, uh, feel free to email me at thespongechunks at gmail.com and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. My name is Pixel Riffs, and you can find most of what I do at youtube.com slash pixelriffs, where I have a Minecraft survival guide series for beginners and a multiplayer Let's Play series called Decidedly Vanilla. I'm also the voice of the unofficial Hermitcraft recap, which you can find through a quick YouTube search, and I stream three days a week on Twitch, where these days I mostly work on larger Minecraft projects for my YouTube series, but I play other games from time to time. Aside from that, I'm at Pixel Riffs on both Twitter and Instagram. Joel, tell the folks at home about you. You can find everything I am doing online, including my illustration and design portfolio at joelduggan.com. That is going to include my new online store in the next few days. I was working on it all weekend, and I'm getting ready to launch with uh, my book collection of Starcross comics, as well as some prints that you may have seen on Instagram, which is just my name, uh, when I was at Halcon uh, uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, about then. Uh, you can also listen to me on the Citadel Cafe podcast, which is about sci-fi and geeky entertainment or comics coast to coast where I interview comic creators, illustrators, and animators. You can also follow me on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter with just my name, Joel Duggan. Thanks for visiting the Spawn Chunks. The world outside is infinite. Send not to know for whom the bell tolls. Just wait for the next snapshot.